What do you do when you run out of faith? Faith is the thing that just kind of keeps us alive, isn't it? I mean, faith that life is good, faith that you matter, faith that your business is going to work, faith that uh, that everything isn't going to fall apart. Faith. I mean, honestly, without faith, all of us would crash. We would all crash. Well, today's episode, if you are lacking faith in the moment, is going to be a gift. I'm going to talk to my friend Mignon Francois. She runs the Cupcake Collection out of Nashville, Tennessee and New Orleans, Louisiana. She sold $10 million worth of cupcakes. Her story is incredible, and she is here to share with you the power of faith. With that, I want to welcome you to the Business Made Simple Podcast brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. I'm your host, Donald Miller, author of the book, How to Grow Your Small Business. If you're trying to grow your small business, we have the inspiration and practical advice you need. Thanks for coming with us. Hey, it's podcast producer Bobby Richards. And before we jump into today's conversation, I want to let you know about an event that we are all super excited about here at Business Made Simple, HubSpot's annual inbound conference that's happening in Boston. And we know you're going to love it too. So mark your calendars for September 5th through the 8th, 2023. And at inbound, you can catch talks from amazing spotlight talent like Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Derek Jeter and Andrew Huberman. There'll be multiple stages featuring industry experts and tracts from sales strategy all the way to AI and innovation. You're going to walk away with practical tips that you can put into action immediately. Plus, you're going to get to connect with other leaders and some of the most exciting and innovative companies in the world. And it's all at HubSpot's annual inbound conference, September 5th through the 8th, 2023. So get your tickets before they sell out at inbound.com. That's I-N-D-B-O-U-N-D dot com. Mignon Francois, congratulations on the book Made from Scratch. So great to have you back on the program. I don't know if you remember, this is the second time you've been on the podcast. The last time we, we I interviewed you in front of a live audience. Who can forget the last time I was on your show? <laughs> I can't forget that. <laughs> well, you are a fan favorite, but between then and now... You have written a book, and <laughs> yeah. I am curious how writing a book helped you better understand your entrepreneurial story. How do you see yourself differently now that you've written the book than you saw yourself before you wrote the book? Ooh, that's so good. I think that everybody should write a book. Hmm. I think everybody should write a memoir. I had so many full circle moments writing this stuff down all my life. I never thought that my father loved me. Not I, scratch that. I, I didn't even think my father liked me. And it was in writing this book that I learned that he not only liked me, he in fact loved me. How did you realize that while writing the book? What, what was it that you look, you reflected on because you're talking, what we're talking about here to my listeners is the foundation of a really successful entrepreneur. So, you know, you started out not believing that your father loved you. I, you know, I have a daughter, and one of the things that I read that hit home really hard for me was that a young woman, a child, will get a lot of her understanding of how to self-soothe from her mother, but a lot of her self-esteem from her father. Whether or not that, that's true, I don't know, but I owned it. I just went, well, my daughter is yeah. not going not to wonder whether or not I love her. What was what was it that your dad was doing that made you think maybe he didn't like you or love you? 
I don't think I got any like daddy attention. Um, my dad was a really hardworking man who always provided for his children. But my father died in the process of me writing this book. And it wasn't until the day we buried him that I found out who he really was. Well, how did that work? Does it people people spoke at his funeral or how did you find out who he really was? It, it was the people who were speaking at the funeral and all of the generous things and the stories that they said about him. And my whole life, I've been trying to escape being me. When had I known all along, this was a combination of the collaboration my parents had between each other that make Mignon. And all of a sudden, it became all right to be generous. It became all right to be a person that said, oh, you like my watch? Oh, here, have it. Because that was my, that's my father and my mother. And I didn't, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, sometimes you have to almost become an adult before you can look back and realize that your parents were just human beings. They were supposed to be gods. They were supposed to be yeah. gods. Do you remember that? <laughs> Yes, and, my parents were supposed to be perfect. <laughs> Not just perfect, all-knowing, <laughs> all-loving, never a bad move, no gas. No. <laughs> that is so None funny that. because like we, we certainly never saw bodily functions, you know, from our mother. But, <laughs> but I, I also realized how much I was following in the footsteps of my mother. So much I realized I didn't know about my mother. I didn't even know how much money my mother made. (laughs) My mother was like really like making it. She was really making it happen for her kids. And And I told my mother this. It's like, Mom, had I known what wealthy was or what to ascribe to or what to try to achieve, I probably wouldn't have fallen for the man I chose to marry. Wait, explain that. So now we've gone from from dad and mom to the man you married. And I, I know yeah. your story. I just met your I, I met your mom yeah. just the other day at yeah. the cupcake She's collection. Uh, and you you come from a wonderful family and you've created a wonderful family. So here, so part you. of me, Mignon, is I, I, I didn't get to meet you until a few years ago. We became friends. Mm-hmm. I, I've only met you since you've really succeeded. And I know you had this husband that is no longer around. Some people call him a husband. <laughs> right. And uh, you, your husband is no longer around, but you made some bad decisions in love. Is that right? Mm-hmm. How did you how did you get into that? I was two, 10 days, I think it was, out of my 20th birthday when we got married. I, I think that I learned that 19-year-olds shouldn't make these kinds of decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you to, uh, I'm going to send Emmeline to you one day about 19 <laughs> yes, years please from now. send her straight to me <laughs> so that Auntie Meg can teach her all the ways of life. But yeah, it's just, and, and the thing about it is that I don't want people to ever hear this as complaining, right? Yeah, yeah. These were just your story. the things that I was dealt into this life. And I learned in the process that, oh, instead of being like, whoa, is me, these things were happening for me, not to me. And it was 
like I was presented with the opportunities of life. And it wasn't until I was in my 30s that I really began to understand that God was inviting me into a story. Well, I want to go back, though. We, you, you skipped right over your husband. So what? So what? <laughs> I, you know, this sounds like how you got how the hero got out of the hole. I want to know about the hole. if you're a fan of story you know the interesting stuff is down in the hole like tell me you woke up one morning and realized okay i got married too early uh was he not providing financially did he not protect you What, what was going on all of those things i've gotten really vulnerable in this book and told stories that i've never said out loud isn't that funny how that works because i knew that somebody needed to hear them so that they would know that they were not alone so i have suffered abuse uh verbally physically we were in lack we were drowning in debt and brokenness we were losing everything that we have including the house where the cupcake collection exists today. We lived there many days without electricity because we could not afford it. My parents were divorced from the time I was three. So I didn't also have an example of what it looked like to to have a, a whole family. And so just following him, I believed it, he came from a, mar- a family that where his parents were married for like 70 years. So I believed, oh, well, then you must know what family is supposed to be like. And so I should follow you because your parents were successful at being married. And what I've learned over the process of this time is that we have to look to God for that example. I want to know, you did he, I mean, where were you when you started the business? He, he's gone. You're, no. He, he stuck in around? The, in the, so in the beginning... In the beginning, we started the business because he wanted a divorce from me. I was a stay-at-home mom. And you started the business in order to get some financial independence? Yes, because my thought was, my thought was, how am I supposed to take care of myself? You want a divorce and my whole life has been taking care of your children. And so he said, okay, well, let's get your business open. So we always knew that we were going our separate ways when we got, when we opened the business. And the business kept us together for about eight more years, wow. I think. You were you almost lost the house yeah. that you lived in, mm-hmm. often without electricity, that is now the cupcake collection in Germantown, Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. God was awakening me, Don, at 317 every morning. And it was like clockwork. It was almost as if there was an alarm clock going off at 317 to get up because I need to talk to you or get up because you got to go somewhere. But I didn't have anywhere to go and I didn't have anybody, you know, that I needed to meet. But I showed up on my living room in front of a TV. It was PBS fundraising time. And so there was a guy on TV that was saying, the morning breeze has something to tell you. Do not go back to sleep. And I'm like, okay, you're getting off my TV. And then he says it a third time and he says, God is trying to talk to you and this is the only time that you'll listen. And that's exactly the way it happened. Hmm. About a week later, I put my feet on the ground and I showed up and it was there that I began to get all the instructions for the cupcake collection. I wrote down everything I learned. I would stay up with the sun every single day. And I did this for weeks. And you were putting together a business plan? I was putting, I did it at the time. I didn't know it. And when I got finished and I filled up an entire journal book, one of those spiral found five by seven type yeah. books, yeah. I keep one in my purse all the time 
to this day. I had all the instructions to open the cupcake collection to the name, uh, what the logo was going to look like, the colors it was going to be, what I was going to serve and all those things because they were ideas that were being dropped to me. Mignon, what happened after that? I mean, I know I know where you're at right now, but tell our listeners what happened with that plan. Just just after that, and I get a knock on the door from my neighbor who asks me while I was sitting in the house with, with no electricity. We were running our house on a generator and she asked me to make cupcakes for all of her clients. Well, I'm doing this Dave Ramsey baby step plan with $5 left to my name and I haven't fed the children yet. When she's asking me to now basically give her my children's money for the week by making cupcakes. And I know that I'm sitting in the back of the house without electricity. And so I took the deal. I told her I would do it. It would be about 600 cupcakes. And so I got my shoes on. And I went to the Kroger that's on the corner of Rosa Parks and 8th so that it's real for people. I took the $5 that I had and I turned it into 60 that very day. And I turned that 60 into 600 by the end of the week. And I've been flipping that same money for 17 years <laughs> to the tune of over $10 million. The Hustle Daily Show, hosted by Zachary Crockett, Rob Cohen, Rob Litterst, and Juliet Bennett Ryla, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. The Hustle Daily Show brings you a healthy dose of irreverent, offbeat, and informative takes on business and tech news. A recent episode you should check out is called Why Hollywood Writers Are on Strike. It really dives deep into how the streaming economy was not paying off for writers and all the reasons why they're on strike. Plus, they break down how AI is entering the wedding space, along with all the details around Uber and Burger King reporting strong earnings. Listen to The Hustle Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. You Now you live in some fancy house because I've seen the car you drive. It's awesome. <laughs> I live in the house I want to live in as I get ready to build an entire neighborhood because I believe that your past has to inform your future, right? And I have been yeah. married to this contractor for 21 years. And I'm like, God, this 21 years is not going to be wasted on me. What is it that I was supposed to learn? And so I'm getting ready to go sit for my contractor's license. <laughs> that's unbelievable, Mignon. That's unbelievable. Okay, let me let me just focus on one thing that I've okay. that has been more true of you than anybody else I've ever known. Mm-hmm. And that is the absolute commitment to never seeing yourself as a victim mm-hmm. when you rightly could have and should have probably mm-hmm. right i mean you you certainly stood up and said hey this isn't right i'm not yeah. saying you like you took it but you 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 know this isn't right you're treating me unfairly which i guess is a victim identifying that they're a victim but you immediately flip it and just say what does this make possible mm-hmm. what, you know what what does this make possible in my life because i'm going to take this negative and i'm going to turn it into a positive i mean i look at that and i go that's got to be 80 percent of it just the way your mind works. Mm-hmm. All right, let me ask you this. There's so many different ways to build a business. Uh, there's people like me where it's just strategy and planning and execution. I think you've built your business by making great cupcakes. I had one last night, by the way, the sweet potato cupcake. 
is out of this world. Thank you so much. Best cupcake in Tennessee, right? It's it's voted as the best cupcake in Tennessee and the best cupcake in Louisiana. She's got a shop in New Orleans. Yes, because that's the only place where we have stores. I think you've built your business on faith for sure, but largely on relationships. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've never known anybody who is as driven as you, but who will stop you literally stand in front of the cupcakes half the time and you just spend 25 minutes with every customer. You are not churning out an assembly line. Is that true? Do you own that? Do you own the fact that you've built this business largely on relationships and the power of relationships? No, I think I really did build. I think it really was faith. More than anything, I believe that faith is currency and it will perform for you like money. I believe there's a larger return on investment in faith than there actually is in money. And I believe that, you know, faith and money have some of the same properties. You only get you can only get from what you put in and deposit into it. And I believe that, you know, people always talk about doing this afraid. I believe in doing it in faith. But as far as the relationship side goes, I think it's so funny because I'm actually very shy. <laughs> but That's hard to believe. <laughs> shyness does not get your get your children fed. And at the end of the day, you know, I learned to overcome shyness in order to to walk into rooms. Well, it's, well, it sounds like you've got faith that you matter. Yeah. Nobody does well in relationships unless they believe they have something to offer. Mm-hmm. Nobody does. If you just believe that you're just going to hurt people if you get to know them, you're not going to have quality relationships. You actually have to have some degree of faith in yourself. What a beautiful story. I mean, 10 million and just getting started, right, Mignon? <laughs> we have two new stores on the horizon in Nashville. I mean, you're cranking. All right. Mignon, I love you. I, I've been, uh, it's been an incredible gift to have you as a friend. The book is called Made from Scratch. It's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever you buy books. Grab it today. I think, uh, you know, succeeding in business is 25% knowing how to build a business and 75% inspiration. Yeah. Because I've seen people who have no clue how to run a business and they're doing just fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing it all on inspiration. <laughs> and so if you need some inspiration, plus some business tips in there, yeah. hidden in the pages, Mignon Francois's book is, uh, is available now wherever you buy books. Mignon, thank you for coming on. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Mignon Francois, we love you. Thanks so much for coming on. Listen, at the end of every episode, I give you a plan of action from today's coaching conversation. These are the main takeaways you can immediately implement to strengthen and grow your business. And today's plan of action is all about faith. This is not a normal plan of action for anybody who's listened to this podcast. I'm normally talking about really practical steps that you can take. I love Mignon's thoughts about faith being currency, that faith being like money, that you have to invest it to get something out. There's something there that is so true. Even if you're not a religious person, there is something about the power of faith, faith in yourself, whatever it is, faith in your actions, faith in the ecosystem that we live within, that if you plant a seed and water it and give it the sunlight that it needs, it's going to grow. It's not perfect. It doesn't work out every time. We all have experienced trouble, uh, but faith actually has amazing returns. And there's three areas that I think Mignon hit on that I was sitting there taking notes as she was talking during this interview. And that is a question. Uh, What faith do I have in myself? 
And I, by, by that, I mean not, the, not your ability to be like God. I mean your, your ability to be good, your ability to be wanted, your ability to be loved, your ability to, are you ready, provide value, right? I mean, that's what, if, we, if somebody has faith in themselves, they believe they can provide value. I don't know if you saw that movie Air about, uh, about the, the contract Michael Jordan signed with Nike. So it's Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, and they play the Nike guys terrible basketball division, and they go sign Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was the third-round draft pick. He was certainly somebody that, that shoe companies wanted. They were, they were courting him. But Nike made this enormous play to give the guy a percentage of sales, which had never been done in the history of basketball. The, the history of sports, by the way, it had never been done. And there, there's a, a scene that I just loved so much, and it was Matt Damon watching game film of Michael Jordan at UNC in the national championship, I believe his freshman year, he was not the star player on the team. He was a good player, but he wasn't the star player. And and Matt Damon said to his friend, his coworker, who's trying to convince to drop all this money on this guy, Michael Jordan, he said, watch him during this play. Watch him. Look at him. He wants the ball. There's two seconds, one second, and he wants the ball. Give me the ball. That's faith. That's faith. And boy, that guy's been getting a return on that investment. The faith in yourself. Give me the ball for his entire career. The, the, other, the other thing that she had faith in was her plan. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start a cupcake company. I'm going to take this $5, turn it into 55 and turn this 55 into 600. She had a plan to get out of the hole. And she, she had faith in that plan. Certainly that plan evolved. But she had faith in that plan enough to actually take action on the plan. And then that leads me to the third thing that she had faith in, that we can all ask ourselves uh, this question. Do you have faith in the actions that you take? Do you have enough faith to actually do something? Listen, you guys know my relationship with religion is, is pretty interesting in the sense that I don't like religion. I like God. I like God. I like relationships. I like having a relationship with God. And that aside... There is this passage in the book of James that I read when I was a kid that said, faith without works is dead. Faith without, without action is dead. It's wor- literally the, this, the Bible verse says, it's worse than no faith at all. Like to have faith and not take action is worse than no faith at all. Uh, to me, those are the three areas, and Mignon hit upon them. Faith in yourself, faith in your plan, and enough faith to take action every single freaking day. Take action. By the way, will things go wrong if you have faith? Yes. Yeah, they're going to go wrong. So it requires faith to keep going. I mean, if, if nothing goes wrong, you don't need faith. You're entitled at that point. You know, you, you don't need faith. Nothing grows if, if something doesn't go wrong. It's just that ability to keep going every single day, to get up and keep moving forward no matter what. That's, that's how I define faith. Forward motion no matter what. And uh, Mignon has plenty of it. Thanks for being such an amazing inspiration to all of us, Mignon. I think you've just installed faith. In, if you could measure that, if you could measure that, the return that your faith and sharing your story is going to have on this audience uh, would be tons if measured in weight and uh, millions if measured in currency. And we are grateful. All right, everybody. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Business Made Simple podcast, where we help you optimize your small business for revenue and profit using our six-step plan. You can create your six-step plan for growth at smallbusinessflightplan.com. See you next week.